0: Penn State has another coaching vacancy to fill heading into the spring. We'll take a look at that and more in today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm Kevin McGuire. Let's get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of Locked On, Newton Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, every day we are talking Penn State football. We'll branch into a couple other Penn State sports from time to time. I'm Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com, and you can also find me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the latest coaching vacancy that has popped up on Penn State. As one assistant coach is heading on to bigger and better things in the SEC. We'll take a look at that. We all also take a look at Will Levis, former quarterback. He recently announced his decision to transfer to another school in the SEC. A couple Penn Staters going into the SEC East. Take a look at that as well because I don't believe we have touched on that just yet on this podcast. We're also going to take a look at Big Ten Power Rankings released by our friends over on the Locked On College Football podcast last week. I haven't had a chance to really dive into it, but I figured today's a good day to do that. Now, we also want to make sure you are subscribed to our podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps, whether it's Spotify or Radio.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whatever you're using to listen to your podcast today, make sure you are subscribing and then leave a rating and a review. Let us know what you think about this, today's episode, what you think about the podcast in general. Your feedback really does help us build this show, make it something you want to continue to come back to. So if you have any thoughts, any suggestions, feel free to fire away in the, the reviews and the ratings. And of course, you can also reach out to us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the username Locked on Nittany. All right, so uh, once again, Penn State is looking to fill a vacancy on its coaching staff. Uh, Tim Banks, former and now former co-defensive coordinator, is heading to Tennessee where he will be the full-time defensive coordinator for the Vols. Of course, Tennessee has had a head coaching change this offseason, moving on from Jeremy Pruitt, the former Alabama defensive coordinator, and they have hired a former UCF head coach, Josh Heupel. And of course, Josh Heupel is now putting together his first staff in Knoxville. And uh, you know, obviously, you know, anytime a new coach is taken over a program that has the kind of cachet that a program like Tennessee does. I know Tennessee hasn't been all that in quite some time, really since the beginning of the BCS era, but it is still a program like Penn State that has a lot of potential. And I think what you could be seeing out of Tennessee could potentially be a Penn State situation where they may not necessarily be the best team in their conference, but there is a lot higher ceiling than what Tennessee has been able to do on the field for a number of years now. And I do think that I I think there's really good potential for Tennessee to be a significant player in the SEC East in due time. Now, I don't know if Josh Heupel is the guy that's going to be able to get that going the way that folks in Tennessee are hoping to. But he is bringing in a defensive assistant from Penn State with some really good recruiting ties. And, of course, Tim Banks uh, moving on. He was the safety coach for Penn State. Now he's going to get a chance to call the shots, run the defense uh, at Tennessee and I, I think that it is fantastic to see yet another Penn State assistant it, yes a Penn State assistant is leaving the program and we'll have to just wait and see if he actually takes anybody with him which is not uncommon when you see this kind of move uh, taking place but I do think that uh, obviously getting a chance to be the guy calling the defensive shots uh, as, aside from um Know, coordinating with Brent Pry, who of course was the regular defensive coordinator for Penn State. He was really the go-to guy when it comes to the defense. Tim Banks was just kind of the, the co-defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, it's one of those promoted uh job titles. Uh, makes you feel good, probably gives you a little extra bucks, a little extra cash here and there. But basically, now he's the guy. And of course, you know, I'm very curious to see what's gonna happen now. Uh getting a chance to call plays. I talked a little bit about that on the Locked On Vols podcast. If you want to check out the Tennessee reaction to everything that's going on, I hopped on there for a quick segment. And of course, uh, they're your go-to place for everything uh, regarding the Tennessee Volunteers. So make sure you go check that out as well. But basically, like I have said... This is an opportunity to move up and it's an opportunity to expand your coaching experience. Uh, And Tim Banks is certainly due for that opportunity. So it's very cool to see him get that opportunity and not just at any school. I mean, he's going to a school in the SEC and a school like Tennessee. Again, I feel like you can make some good headway there. And I certainly feel as though it's going to be very interesting watching Tennessee. You know that Tennessee's got a history with uh, defensive secondary players, uh, and this just happens to be one of his strengths. So I do suspect that the way that the passing game has been evolving in the SEC and really college football in general, that's going to be one of the main focuses for where Tim Banks really takes that Tennessee defense moving forward. But of course, you want to check out the On Vols podcast, get all the Tennessee reaction to hiring a former Penn State assistant. And of course, this is the second time that Penn State has lost an assistant in recent weeks. Uh, Ty Howell, of course, was uh, hired to replace Tyler Bowen, who moved on to join the coaching staff with the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL under former Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer. So we'll have to just wait and see if uh, Penn State is going to follow the same path that they did with Ty Howell in promoting from within. I don't know exactly where Penn State stands on this right now, but James Franklin put out the statement, wishing Tim Banks all the best moving forward. And we'll just have to wait and see if there's going to be any in-staff promotion or if there's anybody that they pull in from outside of the program to fill the role at the safeties coach. So uh, again, nothing to earth shattering again we'll have to just wait and see if tim banks actually takes anybody from penn state with him again not very uncommon for that to be the case when you're getting a coordinator job or a head coaching job but should any of that happen of course we will touch on it right here on the locked on nittany lines podcast now if you are bracing for more winter weather yeah if you have checked the weather forecast here in pennsylvania at the end of the week if you're certainly in the southeastern region for sure Uh, you know that more snow is coming. So make sure your car is ready to go. If you have to hit the road, make sure you've got all the equipment, making sure your car is ready for these harsh winter conditions. And what better place to do that than rockauto.com. They're the family business that have been serving customers all their auto parts supplies needs for 20 years. And why is that? Because they bring you the most direct and easy and straightforward process in terms of how you buy your parts online. All you have to do is go to their website, rockauto.com. You enter the make and model of your particular vehicle, and it brings you up an entire catalog of everything specifically for your car or truck. So if you don't really know what you're looking for, they're gonna help make it incredibly easy I know I've bought wipers there before and if you've ever bought wipers and you have to flip through the catalog in the store you don't have to do that just put in the model of your car and it tells you exactly what wipers you need and do what I do load in everything for your vehicle make sure you bookmark that in your web browser that you've got an easy go-to resource every time you're ready to buy something for your car whether you need wipers, a headlight, if you're just looking for some oil or snow tires, whatever the case may be, make sure you got everything you need, including some deicer, deicing washer fluid, definitely key this time of year. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. Don't forget to write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. news you need in less time with our new locked on today podcast peter brukowski hosts locked on today a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from all of our local experts across the locked on podcast network so start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes Subscribe to Locked On today, wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Nittany Lines. Leave both shows your five-star ratings and your reviews. Really help us out as we continue to grow everything going on across this podcast network. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good quality content. And of course, we're covering your team every day. And right here, we're talking Penn State. And one of the things that I'm looking forward to this upcoming season is getting a chance to see what this Penn State team does coming out of whatever this offseason is going to be and i think that is one of the biggest questions that i'm still trying to wrap my head around we're still trying to wait for some details on what exactly the plan is going to be for the spring now i just saw that the florida gators announced that they are not going to have a spring game this year Uh, of course uh, we're getting into that time of the year where the spring football practices are going to be starting up Hopefully, they're going to be able to continue and get through everything as currently scheduled. And we do know that the plan is for Penn State to have their spring football practices. And the intent is to have a spring football game. However, we don't know exactly what the status is going to be between now and whenever that date is scheduled. I don't know if Penn State actually announced the date for their spring game, the blue-white game. It's usually in the middle or just in the second half of april and again if i'm forgetting about the announcement i i stress for your forgiveness but i do think that the the big question will be how do teams including penn state adjust from what they have learned last year going through the bizarre off season going through uh, shutting things down uh at any given moment what do you learn from that experience and how do you carry that over into whatever is going to happen this year now i'm already on record I think that Penn State is going to learn a lot of lessons from what happened last year. And I do think that having gone through that experience at least once helps you to at least be prepared for your backup plans for this season. Now, I think that James Franklin and his entire coaching staff, they always do a tremendous job of uh, being well prepared for every scenario. And I'm not going to criticize them for what we saw in the field last year, certainly getting off to an 0-5 start. There was a lot of room for criticism. We talked about that at length on this podcast, but I also thought that there were some signs of improvement, signs of encouragement, even during that 0-5 stretch. But the bottom line that I keep coming back to is, yes, every team around the country had a little bit of a different situation for this offseason, Penn State including them. Uh, And I think things went pretty rough for Penn State. And I think there's something to be said about going through tough situations and experiences. And I think if you look at what happened with Penn State last year, there's no question that these were unprecedented times and these were unprecedented conditions. But I do think that Penn State and everybody involved with the program, including the coaching staff, the administrators, the players themselves, they're all smart enough to understand what they need to do now if we're going to continue moving forward. And playing football and by, by all means they're going to be playing football next fall and I think there are other questions that have to be remained answered uh, including will there be fans in the stands we'll cross that bridge when we get there but now we're getting close to when spring football practices are supposedly going to start so what is it going to look like this year it's still going to be different it's not going to be their normal routine but you're going to get a chance to kind of take what you learned last year, implement that into whatever planning and organization you have going into this year. And maybe you are able to get through an entire spring football schedule. Maybe you are able to get into a spring game situation. Even if there are no fans allowed at a spring game, can you at least have that spring game? That's going to be one of the biggest challenges or biggest questions. I think that Penn State will be looking to answer this spring. Now I've also said that whatever happens with the spring football practices I think this is going to be a good spring for this uh, program because you're going to have a little bit more consistency as far as the coaching staff is concerned. And I know that seems kind of weird because just in the last segment, we talked about how one coach is leaving for another job at Tennessee. Uh, We saw the tight ends coaches left for the NFL, so you had to promote from within. And there is a new offensive coordinator, by the way, Mike Yurcich, uh, coming in, taking over and calling the shots on offense. But I think overall, When you look at the coaching staff and again this remains to be seen if there are any other uh modifications to the staff between now and the start of next year but i think overall there's some level of stability and there is reason for optimism as far as some of the changes that have been made so i think also having a third year starting quarterback and sean clifford coming back i think that is going to bode well for them and I think that that's one of the reasons why you should be pretty excited about whatever's going to happen at Penn State. I think this is a team that is well worthy of getting ready to bounce back a little bit next season. Now, I imagine Sean Clifford's going to be back as a third year starting quarterback. And we previous talked about previously talked about uh, Will Levis entering the transfer portal. Uh, I don't know if we touched on this, actually, but he has officially announced that he is going to be heading to Kentucky, where he will continue to play uh, college football for the Wildcats. And I, I, I do think that that's a really good landing spot for him. And maybe we talked a little bit about it before, but I do think that Will Levis now getting a chance to kind of flourish and maybe get a chance to be the starter for the Kentucky Wildcats. I think that that's going to build well for him. So you're looking at a situation where you're losing a defensive coordinator to a team in the SEC East in Tennessee with Tim Banks. You've got a backup quarterback, a mostly backup quarterback in Will Levis going to a program like Kentucky where I don't know if he's going to be the starter, but I do think that uh, there's a chance he could have a significant role uh, with the Wildcats at least at some point in time. And he's got a couple of years of uh, experience uh, to rely on and to look forward to with in terms of his eligibility so he's in a really good spot so you're starting to see some penn state influence in that sec east now i'm not saying that uh you should just rewrite the way the sec east is going to be it's still going to be georgia and florida uh leading the way there but it's going to be very interesting to to keep an eye on some of these former nittany lines that are moving on and spreading their wings a little bit in in other opportunities so i obviously will look forward to what's going on there but I, i was doing some research and taking a look at some of the the top prospects or the top recruits from each state that Penn State has signed since 2000. And we're going to get in touch with this a little bit in a future uh, episode uh, when I've got a couple more details to share with you. But take a look at some of the, the highest ranked recruit in each state. So basically what I did was I look at each state and take a look at the best recruit from that state that Penn State signed Since the year 2000, because I think that that was the year that it started. And this is all according to 24-7 sports composite rankings. It is very interesting to see how many of the top recruits in various states were quarterbacks who eventually transferred. So uh, the the list includes obviously Micah Bowens, who just most recently uh, transferred from Penn State. He's transferred to Oklahoma. Uh, Just last year, we saw Michael Johnson Jr. from Oregon uh, transfer out of the program. And go back a few years before that, you've got Rob Bolden, one of the highest rated recruits that Penn State signed out of the state of Michigan. And of course, he transferred as well. So it's very interesting. Maybe it's unsettling, <laughs> just to see some of those top recruits from various states uh, be on the board for Penn State and then eventually go elsewhere. Now, none of those none of those quarterbacks really turned into anything too special, but uh, there are some very interesting names on that list, and I'm going to look forward to uh, kind of going through that list with you in due time. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have a whole podcast, I think, on that, and maybe I'll bring in a recruiting expert to talk a little bit about that as well. Well, if you're looking to stay a little bit engaged in the entire world of sports and maybe place a couple bucks and maybe make a few bucks, there's no better place right now to check out where to place your bets than betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action, and football might be over, but there's plenty of NBA action, the NHL's dropping the pucks, and of course, there's always college basketball to look forward to as well. So everything is going on on betonline.ag. They're even covering award shows, TV shows, reality TV. There's not much limiting on what you can place a couple bucks on and hopefully make a few bucks as well. Real-time updated odds, props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and the odds. It's the best play to place your bets and it's totally free to sign up, and you're not going to get this deal on any other sports gambling website. But if you use the promo code Locked On, they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on top of your initial deposit. So if you're depositing $100 into your account after you sign up for free, they're going to give you an extra $50 to spend and place some bets as well. You put in $200 for your first account. Don't worry, they're going to give you an extra $100. So you got $300 just for putting in $200 in your initial deposit. But you have to use the promo code LOCKEDON. Make sure you don't forget to use that because you're going to be missing out on some free cash. So head to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Online, your online sportsbook experts. We're not quite into the March Madness just yet, but the future of the NBA is certainly on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first big board of the year out with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and a whole lot more. So subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And again, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Today podcast, the Locked On College Football podcast, Locked On Big Ten, and of course, Locked On Nittany Lions no shortage of options for your quality sports entertainment and content right here on the locked on podcast network we're on all the podcasting apps so make sure you subscribe rate and review so i mentioned the Lockdown college football podcast and of course i am one of the co-hosts for the thursday editions of the podcast on friday you get a chance to hear from ben stevens and patrick khan uh, they do a terrific job and recently Uh, Last week, actually, on the podcast, our good friend Ben Stevens from the Locked on Big Ten podcast, he released his Big Ten Power Rankings for the 2021 season. And it's no real surprise that Ohio State is the number one team in the Big Ten East, according to our pal Ben. Uh, But what might surprise you, or maybe it doesn't, is that Penn State is currently ranked third on Ben's Big Ten Power Rankings. And I'm going to have to reach out to Ben. And bring him on to the podcast again because it's always good to talk to him it's always good to hear from him as well and get his some of his insight and commentary on the entire big 10 conference but i want to talk to him a little bit about that because i know he's a little bit heavy on the love for michael Penix jr and the indiana hoosiers now if you don't listen to the locked on big 10 podcast uh going into last season when he was doing a whole bunch of uh preview episodes for the upcoming season He got on board with the Michael Penix Jr. for Heisman campaign, and yeah, maybe it was a little tongue-in-cheek, maybe it was a little far-fetched having some fun with it, but obviously uh, got off to a pretty good start for him and the Michael Penix Jr. fan club as uh, he reached for the goal line and still came up a little short, but uh, gave Indiana the big opening day win against Penn State. Uh, So yeah, and certainly Indiana had a fantastic year. You never are going to hear me uh, belittle what Indiana did last year. Indiana was a lot of fun. But I'm here to suggest that our friend Ben may be playing into a little bit of recency bias by having Indiana ranked second on his way too early power rankings for Big Ten football in 2021. He's got Ohio State first in the Big Ten East. Again, no question there. Indiana second, followed by Penn State, then Michigan, Maryland, Michigan State, and then Rutgers. But I've been saying all along, I understand the Indiana Huges are going to be a pretty good team once again next year. I don't think last year was a fluke. I think Tom Allen has been doing a really good job in building that program. I do think they got a couple breaks to go their way last year. I'm, I'm not going to hold that against them, but I do think that it might be a little overboard with the Indiana love. If you're looking for a team to bounce back and have a much stronger year from start to finish in 2021 compared to 2020, I think it's Penn State. If you're looking for a team that could very likely take a step or maybe even two steps back, it might be Indiana because everybody else in that conference, uh, certainly Maryland kind of floating around the middle of the pack right now. Michigan probably has potential to be the second best team, uh, but could easily be the fifth best team as far as the standings are concerned. That's just how Michigan rolls. And of course, Rutgers should be at the bottom, but again, not taking them too lightly just yet. But Indiana, Penn State, that's the debate, I think, for the second best team in the Big 10 East right now. I'm on board. I, I do think that Penn State has all the ingredients to have a much stronger season, a much better start to the year. And of course, it's going to be a challenging schedule. Don't get me wrong. We've talked about the schedule before. We're going to do plenty of breakdowns of that schedule coming up because you have to open the year at Wisconsin. You're going to have to play a road game at Ohio State, but it really doesn't matter where you play Ohio State. You get Indiana at home that maybe that's a swing game. And outside of the conference, of course, you're going to have that home and home series starting up with Auburn, uh, which will be at home, but still uh, some tough matchups for Penn State in that 2021 season. And and maybe that's one of the reasons that Indiana could potentially have a better year than Penn State. I don't think it's too far out of the realm of possibility that Indiana could finish in second place once again in the Big Ten East because Penn State's got their their hands full. Indiana will as well, but I do think that... Uh, It's going to be an interesting conversation and to see how that develops over the course of the offseason. Do people really think that Indiana is going to have a better year than Penn State? Are they a stronger program than Penn State? I'm not willing to go that far just yet. Maybe I'm being a little bit of a homer. I don't know. You can accuse me of that if you want. But I think Ben's playing a little bit into that recency bias. If I'm ranking the teams, I'm still going to go with Penn State ahead of Indiana. But it's really close just based on what we saw last year and what could be coming back going into next year. I'm very high. I'm very optimistic about things that are going to happen at Penn State. I'm not quite as optimistic that Indiana can keep this sustained success going on. Hey, if they prove me wrong, I'll be among the first to say it. But I, I think ranking Indiana ahead of Penn State right now is really just kind of playing off of what we saw in the last season. And that's fair, because that's what happens a lot of times with these way too early lists. It kind of plays off of what just happened in the most recent games that you saw. Uh, What I do know is that Indiana didn't look particularly good in their bowl game. I know that they didn't have Michael Penix Jr. I know that's a huge factor. They were also without some other key players. I get that. But maybe that's one of the concerns, because they didn't play a very good team in the bowl game. And they looked like a team that uh, didn't deserve to be there. So Again, I'm just throwing it all into the conversation. Let me know what you think. Should Penn State be ranked ahead of Indiana? Let's have some fun with that discussion. Let's see if we can carry that over to Twitter as well. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening in to the Locked on Nittany Alliance podcast. Again, we're available on all the major podcasting platforms out there. Spotify, we're on radio.com. You can check us out on Amazon Music or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Overcast. Again, the list can go on and on. Find whatever works for you. Subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps us out as we continue to move forward. And of course, you can also stay socially connected with us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch all using the username of locked on Disney and just looking ahead if it's going to snow on Thursday I'm probably gonna be taking off work so we might have some live stream action going on on that twitch channel so just keep an eye out for that uh, and of course you can follow us on Twitter. I'll put out the messages there as well. I'm Kevin McGuire. once again you can follow me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB check out my college football content on athlonsports.com and don't forget about my patreon at patreon.com/ Kevin McGuire. until next time everybody stay warm stay safe and I'll talk to you guys later.